Swiss! What is he like? Luca timidly. He has a big carpet bag, madam. Oh, heavens, he's come to return the coat. Send him away. Say we're not at home. Ask him to leave his address, and I'll write to him. Oh, stop! That will never do. Wait. She throws herself into a chair to think it out. Luca waits. The master and Major Saranoff are busy in the library, aren't they? Yes, madam. Bring the gentleman out here at once, and be very polite to him. Don't delay. Here. Impatiently snatching the salver from her. Leave that here, and go straight back to him. Yes, madam. Going. Luca. Luca stopping. Yes, madam. Is the library door shut? I think so, madam. If not, shut it as you pass through. Yes, madam. Going. Stop. Luca stops. He will have to go out that way. Indicating the gate of the stable-yard. Tell Nicola to bring his bag here after him. Don't forget. Luca surprised. His bag? Yes, here as soon as possible. Be quick. Luca runs into the house. Catherine snatches her apron off and throws it behind a bush. She then takes up the salver and uses it as a mirror, with the result that the handkerchief tied round her head follows the apron. A touch to her hair and a shake to her dressing-gown makes her presentable. Oh, how, how, how can a man be such a fool, such a moment to select? Luca appears at the door of the house, announcing Captain Blanchley, and standing aside at the top of the steps to let him pass before she goes in again. He is the man of the adventure in Raina's room. He is now clean, well-brushed, smartly uniformed, and out of trouble, but still unmistakably the same man. The moment Luca's back is turned, Catherine swoops on him with hurried, urgent, coaxing appeal. "'Captain Bluntschli, I am very glad to see you, but you must leave this house at once.' He raises his eyebrows. "'My husband has just returned with my future son-in-law, and they know nothing. If they did, the consequences would be terrible. You are a foreigner. You do not feel our national animosities as we do. We still hate the Servians. The only effect of the peace on my husband is to make him feel like a lion balked of his prey. If he discovered our secret, he would never forgive me, and my daughter's life would hardly be safe.' "'Will you, like the chivalrous gentleman and soldier you are, leave at once before he finds you here?' Blanchley, disappointed, but philosophical. "'At once, gracious lady. I only came to thank you and return the coat you lent me. If you will allow me to take it out of my bag and leave it with your servant as I pass out, I need detain you no further.' He turns to go into the house. Catherine, catching him by the sleeve. "'Oh, you must not think of going back that way.' Coaxing him across to the stable-gates. This is the shortest way out. Many thanks. So glad to have been of service to you. Good-bye. But my bag? It will be sent on. You will leave me your address. Mm, true. Allow me. He takes out his card-case and stops to write his address, keeping Catherine in an agony of impatience. As he hands her the card, Petkoff, hatless, rushes from the house in a fluster of hospitality, followed by Sergius. Petkoff, as he hurries down the steps, my dear captain blanchley oh heavens she sinks on the seat against the wall petkoff too preoccupied to notice her as he shakes blanchley's hand heartily those stupid people of mine thought i was out here instead of in the <coughs> library he cannot mention the library without betraying how proud he is of it i saw you through the window i was wondering why you didn't come in saranoff is with me you remember him don't you Sergius, saluting humorously, and then offering his hand with great charm of manner. 
Welcome, our friend the enemy. No longer the enemy, happily. Rather anxiously. I, I hope you've come as a, as a friend and not on business. Oh, quite as a friend, Paul. I was just asking Captain Blunchley to stay to lunch, but he declares he must go at once. Sergius, sardonically. Impossible, Blunchley. We want you here badly. We have to send on three cavalry regiments to Philippopolis, and we don't in the least know how to do it. Blunchley, suddenly attentive and businesslike. Philippopolis! The forage is the trouble, eh? Petkoff eagerly. Yes, that's it. To Sergius. He sees the whole thing at once. I think I can show you how to manage that. Invaluable man. Come along. Towering over Blanchley, he puts his hand on his shoulder and takes him to the steps, Petkoff following. As Blanchley puts his foot on the first step, Raina comes out of the house. Raina completely losing her presence of mind. Oh, the chocolate cream soldier! Blanchley stands rigid. Sergius, amazed, looks at Raina, then at Petkoff, who looks back at him and then at his wife. Catherine, with commanding presence of mind. My dear Raina, don't you see that we have a guest here? Captain Blunchley, one of our new Servian friends. Raina bows. Blanchley bows. Oh, how silly of me! She comes down into the centre of the group, between Blanchley and Petkoff. I made a beautiful ornament this morning for the ice-pudding, and that stupid Nicola has just put down a pile of plates on it and spoiled it. To Blanchley, winningly. I hope you didn't think that you were the chocolate-cream soldier, Captain Blunchley. Ha! <laughs> I assure you, I did. Stealing a whimsical glance at her. Your explanation was a relief. Petkoff suspiciously to Raina. And since when, pray, have you taken to cooking? Oh, whilst you were away. It is her latest fancy. Petkoff testily. And has Nicola taken to drinking? He used to be careful enough. First he shows Captain Blunchley out here, when he knew quite well I was in the <coughs> library. And then he goes downstairs and breaks Raina's chocolate soldier. He must... At this moment, Nicola appears at the top of the steps right, with a carpet bag. He descends, places it respectfully before Blanchley, and waits for further orders. General amazement. Nicolas, unconscious of the effect he is producing, looks perfectly satisfied with himself. When Petkoff recovers his power of speech, he breaks out at him with, Are you mad, Nicola? Nicola, taken aback. Sir? What have you brought that for? My lady's orders, sir. Luca told me that— Catherine, interrupting him. My orders? Why should I order you to bring Captain Blunchley's luggage out here? What are you thinking of, Nicola? Nicola, after a moment's bewilderment, picking up the bag as he addresses Blunchley with the very perfection of servile discretion. I beg your pardon, sir, I am sure. To Catherine. My fault, madam. I hope you'll overlook it. He bows, and is going to the steps with the bag, when Petkoff addresses him angrily. You'd better go and slam that bag, too, down on Miss Raina's ice pudding. This is too much for Nicola. The bag drops from his hands on Petkoff's corns, electing a roar of anguish from him. Oh, be gone, you buttered-fingered donkey! Nicola, snatching up the bag and escaping into the house. Yes, sir. Oh, never mind, Paul, don't be angry. Petkoff muttering. 
scoundrel got out of hand while i was away i'll teach him recollecting his guest oh well never mind come bluntly let's have no more nonsense about you having to go away you know very well you're not going back to switzerland yet until you do go back you'll stay with us oh do captain bluntly now catherine it's of you that he's afraid press him and he'll stay of course i shall be only too delighted if captain bluntly really wishes to stay he knows my wishes bluntly in his driest military manner i am at madame's orders that settles it of course you see you must stay bluntly smiling well if i must i must gesture of despair from catherine end of act two